Hello and welcome to Jeremiah Wonders. Usually I do the intro on the audio-only version of this podcast. I'm trying to streamline everything, so I'm going to start including the intros and I'll try to keep them short. We weren't able to get to the kindness challenge in time on this episode with Mikey McKernan and Omar Nava, so I'm going to actually do it right now. Welcome to the kindness challenge. Every week, I challenge you guys, the listeners, as well as myself, to do something nice out of the kindness of your heart for a stranger, or it could be somebody that you know. It doesn't matter how big it is. It doesn't matter how small, as long as you are contributing something positive to society. And I always have people write in letters, and this one sent uh, this in from, uh, actually, I don't know where. They saw me in Minneapolis recently, they said, and... uh, What I like to do with these is I like to wonder what they might sound like, and some people have been including what they sound like for me to to act that out, and I'm going to read their letter and what I think that their voice sounds like. They said that uh, uh, her voice sounds like Minnie Mouse if she were from Minnesota or Canada. So let's, uh, let's take a crack at that. Hi, Jeremiah. My husband Jeff and I are big fans of your show and Kiltoni. We recently saw you in Minneapolis during the summer tour. I wanted to submit something we recently did for the Kindness Challenge. I feel a little weird submitting because when we do random acts of kindness, it's usually something we keep quiet and ah, you know, I don't want the act to feel like bragging. Maybe this is the Midwest thing. I decided to submit because every week I listen to your show. It helps give me ideas for how I can look for ways to help others in places and you don't always think of. And I wanted to spark that in someone else. Tonight, my husband and I celebrated our second wedding anniversary at a local pizza place where we got engaged. In a photo booth, actually. We had our pizza and then asked for a to-go box for the other half we didn't need. As we were leaving, we saw a family on the side of the road with two little girls and one baby who was probably three to four months old. They had a sign asking for money for a hotel room or any food. My husband and I hardly ever have cash on us, just our cards, so we had no money to give, but we also have a baby girl who was nine months, and our hearts immediately broke thinking about what they must be going through. We pulled over and I jumped out to give them our leftovers we had from dinner. We also emptied our diaper bag and gave them all our diapers and extra baby food we had in the car for their newborn. The woman was so thankful and had tears in her eyes, and the husband didn't speak English but had the biggest smile on his face. We wished we'd had cash to give them, but I was so thankful I was able to provide them with some baby supplies. It was a really cool way to end our anniversary dinner, helping to share our love with a family who is in need. We love your show and all the positive vibes you put in the world. Would love to see your stand-up if you ever come back to Minneapolis. Love, Jen and Jeff, Teschendorf. Wow. (laughs) That is quite the story. Thank you so much for... For doing that to those people, I'm sure that brightened their day, and I challenge the rest of you to do something nice like that as well. Send in your kindest challenge letters to jeremiahwonders at gmail.com, and I will read them on the show. I want to thank the sponsors of this show, Speedweed. That's where we're actually recording this new episode with Gage, Gage Tiarina, G-A-G-E-T-I-J-E-R-I-N-A. He has a gun to my head off camera right now. He loves those plugs, so follow Gage on social media. At Speedweed. We're, as I said, we're recording out of the new studio space. Super grateful to them. we got a lot of exciting stuff going on. Bronxborn Pizza, they hooked us up with the equipment for here and Menchie Music, my saxophone, any music-related needs, check them out. And then Monday.com is our ad for this week, which will uh, air a little bit later in this episode. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course you take the money. 
So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why you should go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings, and no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now, and my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code WONDERS to activate the offer. That's promo code W-O-N-D-E-R-S. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. And uh, follow me on social media at Jeremiah Standup, youtube.com slash Jeremiah Watkins. Subscribe if you're already here. Go to jeremiahwatkins.com and get the latest Kill Tony merch. We have a new Kill Tony band calendar as well as a bison t-shirt. And there's Jeremiah Wonders shirts and stickers up there, so go get yours now. If you are a company that would like to sponsor this show, email jeremiahwonders at gmail.com for any info on that. And you can also submit music to jeremiahwonders at gmail.com for us to possibly play in the intro of this pod. And keep sending your art into the show. I love featuring that on my Instagram page as well as this YouTube channel. Thank you to everybody that submitted logos and Jeremiah Wonders cover art. We are going to find one soon, and then that will be the new logo for the show. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I love this episode that I did, uh, this roadcast with Mikey McKernan and Omar Nava. I've known Mikey and I've known Omar for a long time. Mikey through the stand-up scene, we get into that. And then Omar, he's one of the first people who I became good friends with in Los Angeles. We've done sketch together, stand-up, a lot of stuff. And it was just a good ride, uh, you know, on our way to Santa Ana. It was only like a little over an hour outside of L.A., so... You'll see that we recorded just for about an hour, and we had to finish it actually in a parking garage. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of Jeremiah Wonders with Mikey McKernan and Omar Nava. Yeah, another new episode of the Jeremiah Wonders Roadcast, joined by a couple of pals that you may or may not know. Maybe we'll get to know them better throughout this episode. We have Mikey McKiernan, who's driving right now. Hey there, how are ya? <laughs> That's how he talks. That's how he's going to talk this next hour. Of the no hi there, how, hi, how are you? That's how he just naturally talks. It's very exciting. And then uh, we got a uh, longtime buddy, Omar Nava, in the back. How you doing, Omar? Yo, what up? Yo, dude. Uh, yeah, uh, basically we are driving up to up or down 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 going going south we're going south uh to santa Ana. i've uh i don't think i've ever been here before obviously that's why i'm uh asking um, that's why i'm going yeah that's why i agreed to go because i still haven't been banned there uh so it's very exciting times uh we're doing a show on the road up there doing a stand-up show in santa Ana tonight and i figured what would uh make it a better experience than uh you know doing a little roadcast with the pals on the road and uh been wanting to get both of you on uh, individually for a while on the show and it uh, just happened to work out perfectly that we are road dogging it to Santa Ana Santa Santa Ana this is actually the birthplace of <laughs> Carlos Santana uh, <laughs> Carlos Santa Ana this drive is anything but smooth right now yeah we're we're in traffic yeah <laughs> 
Uh, Mikey's play-by-play is very on point right now. Yeah. Uh, basically, is this your cell phone in the bottom of the frame? This is literally yeah. his directions <laughs> that are guiding us right now. Uh, <laughs> this trip's brought to you by Google Maps. Yeah, brought to you by Google Maps. Uh, we are. What's different a little bit right now, out of driving out of LA, uh, usually on these roadcasts, it's long strips of open road. We've been in kind of standstill traffic on the way out of LA right now, and we're just now hopping on the freeway. And uh, before we started the podcast, Omar was telling about a an apartment fire that we uh, passed by. He's like, "You guys remember that apartment fire?" Tell us about that, Omar. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, it was just this like massive um, apartment complex that was getting built up. And well, first off, I hated it before it was even built because they have like others that are very similar to it. Like architecturally, it's the same design, and they're all given this like Italian name. Like there's like the Medici and the. DiCaprio, or maybe not DiCaprio, but like <laughs> other like names like them, they all have the same style. And there's just like another massive one getting uh, going up right next to the freeway. And then someone, they determined later that I think it was arson. Like someone like purposefully threw it through, I don't know if it was like a Molotov cocktail or something. They like lit it on fire. And then it was just like this massive blaze that I could see from my apartment. I lived like, I used to live like a mile away from it. And it was just like this like crazy huge flame like on the horizon and all this like black smoke it was insane do you do you think uh any uh mobster uh has ever gone to a bar and tried to order a molotov cocktail <laughs> i would like a molotov, molotov cocktail, cocktail please sir we don't we don't serve that here no i need one for parking lot immediately <laughs> no sir uh we regret to inform you, we actually took it off our menu a while, a while ago. We were having a lot of car fires in the parking lot. This neighborhood isn't the best part of town. It's like, and sir, can we please get that rag back from you as well? No, you cannot take that rag from us. That is stupid. Why can I not have this bar rag? I, I just dipped in gasoline. It's not okay. Okay, all right, sir. I guess the best we can do is we'll just give you the ingredients. You can just make it yourself, but we won't make it for you. Okay. Do you have like some kind of a starter kit or something like this? Uh, no, sir, but you can grab matches at the host stand before you leave. You guys are very accommodating for <laughs> making car bombs. Don't forget to review us on Yelp. Okay, your, your, I will say on Yelp that your car bombs are off the charts fun. <laughs> very, very good. I realized while we were doing that bit, Mikey is changing lanes. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you want to jump? Okay, yeah, he's freaking driving. We're doing this roadcast. And Mikey's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll jump in in a second, Jeremiah. As much as I want to riff. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my and now we're on on the uh honestly on that's the, a better frame on the I off think. streets. You like this better? I don't know. It's the same. It's, it's the same. We're going to get some good lighting. We're going to I mean there's a lot of artistic lighting going on. It's going to get better as the podcast yeah. goes on. The har- the the harsh sunlight's kind of coming in and out during the podcast, but I think that you know, you're really you're really in on this. I mean, you're literally seeing Mikey's cell phone giving us directions at the bottom guys this is la comedy right here this is unfiltered it really is it, damn it you, welcome to raw dog traveling <laughs> yeah. 
Road Dog. <laughs> Road Dog. Man, I'm having sex with both these guys in the car on the way back. <laughs> Hell yeah, no protection. No, no protection. That, that's the that's the fa- I know the mics are the only things that have condoms on yeah, them. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm a weird germaphobe where I'm just like, no, 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 I don't want anything near my mouth, but my butt's free game. <laughs> don't, don't, it's a it's a cesspool back there, but my mouth, you know, I gotta you know yeah, gotta make that. sure it's good for camera, you know. Uh, I want to talk about kind of how I know both of you guys uh, separately and togetherly. Uh, Omar, I have done sketch with for years. There's a jogger that we almost just hit right now. Uh, people keep he's safe um, by the way. People keep saying that. Uh, they're expecting uh, an accident to be captured on one of these roadcasts <laughs> eventually, which I hope, yeah, I really hope, cursing. doesn't happen. Uh, yeah. But, uh, Omar, so I met you, one of the, uh, we used to go to this open mic called IO West in Pub Olympic West, West uh, where Jade Catapretta would host that mic. Yeah. And we got to know each other there. That was when Omar uh, had hair down to his teats pretty much right yeah i think almost like mikey's length yeah well the thing with mikey's though if you straighten his hair out it'll be like way longer yeah mine was already i have like really straight hair so it was already just down to my nips and that's the longest it got nice dude you had long hair too i had really long hair yeah i had long hair for years uh but yeah we're both uh short-haired boys with mikey right now yeah freshly shorn but uh i met you through that and then we started making sketches together we had a we were in a sketch group for years called gringo sketch which i uh encourage you guys to look up if you want to see uh some early days of uh some sketch debauchery (laughs) with omar myself Gil Garibaldo, John McCarthy, Chris Edwards. It was a, it was a pretty sizable sketch group. It had like yeah, five yeah. guys in it. It was, a, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of goofing. Um, and I still like a lot of our videos. Like they, some, A lot of them still hold up to me. I, I was really kind of bummed that we just didn't gain a lot of traction on our videos for whatever reason. Yeah, so it's in a we, we did it in a time of uh, YouTube and also in a time of our careers where uh, the market was probably at the peak of oversaturation of sketch. Yeah, everyone had a sketch group. Everybody then. had a sketch group, which is now it's actually rare again for that to happen, which we should probably be doing it right now. <laughs> uh, anyway, All gotta right, work on that. a sketch of a guy ordering a Molotov <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, perfect. Okay, I think it has legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but a lot of those sketches, if you look up, if you type in Gringo Sketch on YouTube, they only have, uh, some of them only have a few hundred views. So I'm going to repost them to my Instagram now since uh, there's more people out there who are willing to, to click on my stuff. And uh, I just got to caption some of that. That's just the, the annoying part. I just got to recaption oh, yeah, some of those uh, those videos and stuff like that. But there's a lot of them that still hold up, uh, which I implore you guys to check out. Yeah, there's some bangers. There's some bangers. We were a finalist in a Funnier Die competition years ago. 2013? <laughs> 2013. 15? Also, remember. this is the infamous sketch group. Uh, that I've mentioned on other podcasts that uh, this was a, a video that never got released where uh, we joked about the skin oh, cancer on my right. back where we literally spelled out the word cancer <laughs> in the moles connected on my back and then I ended up actually having cancer. The 
one mold that inspired that sketch was, was the cancerous, cancerous one. Yeah, so that's a little fun fact about the where uh, the integrity and the savviness of that sketch group was. They're like, yeah, let's make make fun of Jeremiah's cancerous mold, and it, it, it indeed was. Yeah, it wasn't, hey, man, you should get this checked out. It was, hey, man, we should make a sketch about this. <laughs> that's exactly the tone of it. It's like, it's so funny. Oh, we also, we joked about a lot of tropes, though, that we were saying um well we had one one buddy who we we had we had this cancer sketch we did actually put out this one this uh this sketch about uh pregnancy uh and one of our buddies actually is now a father which is check your camera make sure it doesn't slide over oh yeah during this turn you got yeah predicting the future i know we we were joking about for a little bit that we were starting to predict the future with gringo (laughs) sketch like we were way ahead of our time like the simpsons yeah uh but yeah, and then Mikey, uh, do you remember how we met uh, originally? I know it's through the open mic scene, but uh, I can't actually recall. It's just seen out on the scene. I can't. I, I just remember seeing you at the comedy store. Yeah, I remember. Well, you, okay, so um, uh, one of the original places that I knew you from you used to do this show called Turbo Tuesdays. Oh yeah. And uh, you and was it Bombo who used to book it? No, it's my buddy Robert Turo. Oh, Robert Turo. Over at the Universal yeah, Bar Yeah, Universal and Bar and Grill in North Hollywood. Yeah, a weekly bar show I ran. I used to call it Terrible Tuesdays. <laughs> or, a, you know, I'd say a terrific, shitty bar show, and that would be like, okay, you know, some comics would want to do that and some comics wouldn't, but any time you can find stage time late night, you know? And so that was where uh, you learn to grow your legs, grow some hair on your comedy chest. Yeah, it was one of those uh, those bar shows that was it was pretty much a gauntlet. Like you would see pretty quickly who was strong enough of a comic to kind of survive and not get really shook, and then there was other people who just have meltdowns there, which was pretty entertaining <laughs> to uh, to see. How long did you do that show for, Mikey? I did it for about seven years. Yeah, that was weekly, seven years. Uh, Turo eventually moved home to Houston. Bombo, you mentioned, helped me out a couple times. And I had another buddy, Daniel Vargas, who'd help me out kind of run the show because you got to do that. You know, if you're going to run a show, you want two two comics to do it, you know. You can always have a good cop, bad cop scenario. Or if, uh, you know, you just don't want to do it one night, you're like, okay, man, I can't make it tonight. You better hold the fort. <laughs> well, the thing that's kind of funny to me about any time I've done a show, like like you said, the good cop, bad cop thing, I, I've experienced that a lot. And with any time there's two people running the show, I'd be like, hey, when am I going up? And they'd, the host would play down with me. They'd be like, I, I don't know. Check in with the other host. And then the other host would be like, yeah, I'm not sure. I think that they have the lineup now. It would be like this ping pong because back in the day, you would not ever be told when you were going up on these shows there because you also counted as bodies as audience members <laughs> for the show so people wanted you to stay and just be around for as long as possible so you get booked on a show and and you know you'd have people come to see you maybe if you're lucky enough and they'd be like oh what time are you going on and you'd be like I have no idea I don't <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm going up like first or if I'm going up as the very last comic but we're making a night at of this <laughs> i mean so. if your friends are there then you're probably going last because they would leave right after you go well that's them. the thing they're like well okay so uh omar uh omar brought four people so <laughs> omar's omar's the new headliner of this show <laughs> he just got graduated to that 
Yeah, man. Seven years is a, a long time running uh, a show. It's crazy. I'm uh, I'm uh, hitting uh, nine years with stand up on the spot this year, which is insane. Wow. Uh, to ha- have been doing that show like all over town. Uh, really? Do you, have, uh, do you have something in mind for like the tenth, the ten year? No, hopefully it'll just sell as a, <laughs> as, a <laughs> as a show by then. But uh, you never know. Maybe you know. Maybe I'll. Uh, maybe it's the ten year rule for uh, <laughs> for my show. Yeah. I'd like to see it as. Um, you know, the, there's different philosophies behind it. Whether uh, you know. Uh, some comics just want to use it for just to hone their material. I uh, I see it as both. I see it as a, a way, uh, as its own separate art form where it could live as its own show somewhere. Because the response anytime I I get to post clips that com- the comedians that are cool that it's it's an overwhelming positive response that yeah. people. You know, they just like the more that comedy fans come out and the more these podcasts that are happening, the more people want to see the inside process of right. how jokes are formed and, and seeing somebody develop some material right in the moment. So it's pretty fascinating for, for comedy fans. But I also understand on the flip side of the the artist side of it, where some people want to keep the integrity and privacy of uh, the joke. So it's a it's a it's a coin that kind of goes back and forth. But I think it'll live somewhere someday. So we'll see. Are you talking about how you'd like to put it on like TV or like uh, something like that? Is that what you have a goal for? Yeah, I, and it could, and maybe not even be TV, but I would love to do even uh, a stand up on the spot special, like an improvised special where it's me or me and a group of comics that really enjoy doing the show and that you know we i would even love to hit the road with it where we hit different cities and we're doing improvised sets in in different cities and uh i think uh yeah omar is our our guide for like anytime a a curve is coming up because i'm in la la land just like it's like like i'm hosting a podcast i know trying to trying to keep this thing thing going but yeah that's 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 uh, a dream uh that's for me that that's been in my mind for a long time so we'll see i have i think it's a great idea because you know you feel like stand-up gets lost when you go to a medium of like a a show or a special because it's not live and i think that's a great idea with the show because it's creating live stuff you're like this is live you know material that we're creating right now for the show and i think it you know it makes the the bridge from live stand-up comedy to recorded comedy more better in my opinion well it's yeah. funny because a lot of people who are not well versed in stand-up comedy they actually think that's what stand-up actually is they're like oh yeah so you just like you know kind of work off the crowd kind of and they're like well, Dude, no. I get that so many times yeah people, right like, oh, so do you uh, so do you know what you're gonna say when you go up there I'm yep like, yes yeah of course. You're like I've been <laughs> I've been sweating over these jokes for so long uh yeah uh but anyway uh, we are headed to Santa Ana on the off-roads in, La- in Los Angeles right now. And, uh, the, yeah, the sun is uh, slowly setting behind us. I usually do these roadcasts very midday uh, on these long stretches, but wanted to get one in because uh, I really don't know the next time I'll be driving uh, for a bit between gigs since we completed our uh, summer tour with uh, Kill Tony recently uh you've been on the you, what, one thing i really like about you mikey is uh how much of a hustler you are and how 
hardworking of a comedian you are because I see you posting all the time of all the different spots that you're doing and we are talking with Omar before the podcast started how much you even hit the OC area which for people who may live outside of Los Angeles may think that that's a close a close kind of easy thing but it's kind of a hike to get out there and get back it's it's usually at least with traffic and everything it can be between an hour and a half to three hours even yeah. to to do a show out there so uh what's uh what's your your uh what's that kind of been like over over the years of kind of hustling um because i've been seeing you grind for quite a while and uh i uh i really respect that and i i this is one of the reasons I want to get you on the podcast outside of being uh, a good buddy over the years, but yeah. No, thank you. I appreciate it. It's, uh, well, you know, it's, we're so lucky that standup doesn't want to take any nights off. <laughs> so, you know, to me, it's, you know, I'm trying to work on more longer sets. That's kind of like, you got to just set yourself kind of a goal, you know? And with that, it's getting out of Los Angeles to do longer sets and especially, you know, going to like places like Orange County, you know, I, I try to go find rooms that I've never done before. And so, you know, and then to be honest, like what really started was I listened to Ari Shafir's septic, uh, septic tank about Mitzi Shore. And he talks about how she told him to stop doing open mics. You know, and he was like, what are you talking about? I do open mics all the time. And, you know, if I don't do any open mics, I'm barely not doing any comedy so he just started getting himself booked more and hitting up you know spots so whenever i'm on social media you know I, and any flyer that would come down i would have no shame to just send out you know hey i'd love to be considered you know if if i know anybody who's on the show i'd ask them about it you know and i'd you know ask them if i can hey you know is it cool if i drop the name or you know just it, new rooms that you know just never see me and that gives me more like excitement to be excited about jokes that i gotta do over and over again or you know i gotta oh you know is this gonna have an audience or not and next thing you know you might be making a little money but then again it's you gotta drive so much everywhere but i think it's good to uh you know get your legs going for you know like long drives and stuff Absolutely. As we're going over railroad tracks, uh, that's so funny. Uh, I think at one point, I don't know if you said septic or skeptic, oh, it's, uh, but it's skeptic. Uh, I think you said septic, which is a very different Ari Shafir show. Podcast. Oh, uh, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ari Shafir's a septic thing, and uh, I'll be talking about my 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 crap today, <laughs> and uh, I just you know I just pretty much interview people about their poops so uh you're gonna get on that uh, got omar nov on the show today omar how was your uh how was your last poop oh man it was uh honestly it was pretty good i uh, incorporated some veggies into my diet last night oh it's it good it's good slipped right out nice uh mikey what about uh oh so what's going on with your poops or what's going on i was a little disappointed with mine today you know the build-up was kind of like oh i can't wait to <laughs> have this you know and then what came out was a little underwhelming but i mean you know pretty easy cleanup not much time to sit in there you got so, catfished yeah i did i got i got <laughs> i got bowed catfish all right this has been a archer septic tank <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's a it's a very it's a it's a very different show so um omar i want to ask you buddy uh because i think this will be interesting for comedians that are listening and also just uh something that uh 
is just something interesting that I would like to know a little bit more about behind the scenes. You did something, uh, you did the writing program for the CBS Diversity Showcase. Yes, sir. And uh, walk me through kind of how that process works and basically uh, what that is, because that's a big deal and it's a, it's a hard thing to get into. And you, uh, you recently... Uh, did that and I went and saw the sketch show that you wrote on and it was pretty cool man yeah thank you um, so it's um, a lot of these networks have like a writing program um, that they do every year this one was specifically geared towards sketch comedy mm-hmm. so like Saturday Night Live type um, and yeah you just like submit well I think they without saying it they are looking for diversity in comedy so like women people of color um different like sexual orientations um basically anyone who's not a straight white male although we did have some of those guys hello uh, hi <laughs> hi uh, they, we also had some of those guys in the room too sure um, but yeah just kind of like just trying to diversify the voices of uh comedy writers and stuff Mm -hmm. and so you submit like a sketch packet i think really just two or three sketches and then you get selected hopefully and then the process is kind of intense like i like i heard it was a lot of writing but i just i don't know i guess i wasn't it's it's always different to like hear something and then to when you actually do it like at the beginning the first like two or three months it was maybe uh twice or three times a week and my goal was to like submit a new sketch for for every rehearsal that we had. Um, okay, so the way it works is we would we would meet those that many days a week, and then um, the writers would submit their sketches the night before, and then the head writers would select like twenty or twenty five that would get rehearsed um, just the next day, just kind of like cold reading. Yeah. And then anything that's like funny, like moves on anything that isn't just kind of dies on the spot. Now, is that pretty brutal? Is that pretty cutthroat uh, when those are being read, like in that environment where you're kind of seeing sketches being axed in front of the writers and seeing kind of moved on or do they handle it pretty diplomatically? No, I mean, it's pretty cut and dry. It's like, all right, next. Or, you know, <laughs> uh, all right, this one, uh, you know, gets a rewrite or whatever. Yeah. But the thing is, like... Yeah. So, Our review is, hey, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, I don't know, maybe coming from stand-up, like, it was no big deal for me because, I mean... You didn't know, hang as much weight on yeah, it, maybe, I as mean, some of the people who came from, like, the improv or sketch yeah, background. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Like, um, the stakes are a little bit lower for you, is what you're saying, maybe. Yeah, and also, like, you know, we've cut our teeth on these open mics where you take jokes and then they die and then you maybe rework them or maybe just let them go. And your insides die a little bit <laughs> yeah, every yeah. time the joke um, dies. And but, yeah. you know, you get a little more numb to it. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're a little bit of your soul dies until there's no soul left. I myself today. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I had no issue with my sketches not like advancing, but like other people, like you could tell they were like, oh man, I've, I've put that sketch up like in my sketch group, like hundreds of times. And I'm like, well, it's a fail safe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so we did that. And so like two, three times a week, 20, 25 sketches. And my goal was to have at least one sketch, like every rehearsal. So that meant I was just writing like every night. So it, it did kind of hurt my stand-up for a little bit because I was devoting more time to just writing because I really was trying to like get the most out of this program so I was submitting like all the time like um 
partnering, like collaborating with uh, other writers, other yeah. some of the performers who are kind of writers in their own right. And um, and yeah, like by the end of it, I can't remember the number, but it was something like we had submitted like a thousand sketches or something over the course of whatever four months, and then we had whittled it down to the last like fifteen or twenty. I can't remember how many are in the last uh, final showcase. There was that many sketches. Yeah, like there. That's insane, dude. It's crazy. And then what's crazy is that there were so many like good sketches that, that just didn't fell make to the it. wayside. Yeah, yeah, but. Also because like the the showcase itself is like it's definitely got like a mission. Like they're trying to like showcase the performers really. They're trying to like kind of uh, find the next great talents that are gonna be on like the CBS family of whatever sitcoms and their so network. As you kinda go, you're learning to shift your expectations and writing to kind of fit more the style of what they end up yeah, wanting to look for. Exactly. Yeah. Like you can have like a really funny sketch, but maybe it's just too cerebral or maybe it's just too like too wacky. And was like there anything really too dirty that, that they were like, that was hilarious that they were like, no, this is not going to fly at a CBS yeah, showcase. Yeah. yeah. But there was also like, there was also some like one sketch that got in that like <laughs> this guy's like singing about, it's like a music man style. Like, musical and he's singing about this magic tonic that can cure anything and it was just whale cum oh that was a really <laughs> yeah, funny sketch really funny one. Yeah, so like that hilarious. one went through and it was fine i guess probably because it was so like silly and over the top but like i tried to submit a musical sketch where it was um it was about this woman opening up like a sex dungeon and they were like this is too much and i was like oh come on whale come and like spanking and um bdsm <laughs> if anything on. it's an independent woman who's trying to open her own business Honestly, entrepreneurial spirit <laughs> yeah. she has her license everything's ready to go yeah um the other thing though with our year so it's been going on for many years this cbs uh, sketch program but the year that we my year that um, that I was in was the year that like Me Too and everything all that stuff kind of happened and our director <laughs> it was the year I started Me Too <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't know if you saw this yeah, hashtag yeah, I just I felt going these around. women needed some help yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, picking. I'm picking the most inopportune moments, by the way, to give Mikey yeah, yeah. the mic. It's all good. Um, so anyway, so the director like got fired midway through our season, and then like the, the midway like, lady, through harassing me, <laughs> I got him fired. Yeah. Um, and then like the head lady in charge was also kind of let go for like saying like really, I don't know like terrible things to the performers in years past so we like pivoted halfway through and because of that i think there was a kind of like a microscope or a magnifying glass whatever the term is they were like they were looking at our at showcase. every yeah, nook like and cranny like, to make sure he is gonna be those pc so we couldn't and... really push it too far like they played it very safe our year compared to other years but it was still fun. It was a lot of fun just writing that much. That was a muscle that I hadn't worked out that hard. Yeah. Um, and you met some really good people uh, I met some through really there, cool too. People, yeah. So that's really dope. good friends that I still keep in contact with that hopefully will remember me when they become famous. So, yeah, you can write on their stuff. Hell yeah, dude. Heck yeah, dude. Uh, Mikey, did you ever, did you go to uh, Bruco ever in that, uh, that era of time? Oh, yeah, in the Westwood Village. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the mic that was upstairs. 
Did you have any uh, like wild sets there or anything? Because Omar and I would, uh, that was like one of our, <laughs> our places where we cut our teeth was oh, at this yeah. uh, this joint. Just to paint a picture, it's uh, right near the campus of UCLA. And uh, uh, I talked a little bit about this when I had uh, Dave Ross on uh, uh, the episode of, uh, his episode of Jeremiah Wonders on the show. And it was uh, right down the street from UCLA. Uh, people would be wasted there every Friday night when we would do the show and it was just all college age and you kind of have to harass people to get them in the room it was like they had a karaoke room right next door right like literally one flight of stairs up a little bit farther so the comedy room was basically just a revolving door of people waiting to sing i believe i can fly or or whatever (laughs) yeah which for me that's uh that's what, what i would do i was like okay I would sprinkle in singing impressions like through, like with my sets because I was like, all right, this will keep them a little bit longer because the drunk people will be so confused they think that it might be karaoke. <laughs> that was like my mindset to keep as many audience members in the room as possible. Oh, when is it my turn, man? Yeah. I want to sing because I got high. <laughs> yeah. Afro man's the best, dude. Uh, Mikey, you've done the road a lot. Do you have any uh, nightmare stories or, or, or really bad road show uh, experiences? Not too much. Usually, like, you know, you show up to a spot and they don't expect that comedy's going on. And it's funny because usually when people don't want comedy, I'll give them karaoke and I'll sing really <laughs> terrible <laughs> to, like, kind of get the room to, like, settle down and just pay attention towards me. But I mean, nothing, you know, nothing. I, I, I've been lucky that it's been pretty good. I haven't really gone to some of the, like the podunky kind of places where, you know, you always show up and you're like, why, who's forcing comedy onto these nice, you know, rural <laughs> people? Like, why do we have to, you know, get them to think for a night, I guess? <laughs> At that point, it's like cruel where you're just like, for like you said forcing comedy on people yeah we're we're it's it's so so funny because we still are into a position where we show up the places and you're like great you know comedy to unsuspecting people you know we go up like hey sorry guys i know uh you weren't expecting comedy night but uh hey could you relax (laughs) i know you're here on your anniversary dinner but uh let me tell you about my dick Oh wait, can I curse on this? Yeah, podcast? say whatever. Say, I mean, oh, I, I've, I've had I've had every walk of life on on All this right, podcast, good, good. so feel free to wait, wait, fiddle my your mom's not gonna hear this, is she? Oh yeah, I'm sending it Ooh. to Mrs. Nava. Gloria. Gloria, that's a great mom name. Is it? I think she's actually calling into the show right now. Oh, okay. Um, hello. Hi. Uh, Gloria. Yeah. Ha- hello. That's not even how my mom talks. <laughs> Stay in it, Gloria. Gloria, I've got you on. The- oh. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Ger- Ger- Gloria. Yes, Gloria, you you call, you called on the show. Your your son interrupted and said that that's not how you how you oh, sound like. No, but- that that is how I talk actually. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know why he says that. Okay. Well, I said well, yeah, a little I, bit of an accent. I was yeah. just calling Jeremiah to see if is he behaving. <laughs> you called the podcast to ask if your son Omar yeah, is yeah, behaving good, in the he's car. A good, he's a good boy. Well, I don't know how to tell you this, Mrs. Nava, but he oh, did God. just use the D word. Uh, adios mio. <laughs> he said doo-doo? <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. No. Um, he re- referenced the penal region. Ay, ay, Diosito. 
Are you talking in Spanish now, Mrs. Nava? See, so he was talking about prison with the penal system. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's what you could definitely draw from that. I'm trying to be as uh, as you know the the and then the, the, the nether regions come out okay so he's talking about the netherlands was he like racist or no i uh uh i, I don't oh, okay um just uh, say it just say it okay uh he was talking about his downstairs his pussy <laughs> what? Your son does Omar have a pussy that I don't, that well, I don't know about? Mikey, do you have anything to say you? about that? No, I, I I don't think he does. I mean, I know he had long hair when we first met him, but <laughs> that's the most unconfident <laughs> answer to, to your, you saying you you think that your friend has a pussy. He's like, I I mean, I don't I don't think he I don't think he does, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't know, Glory. I don't want to lose you. Sorry, I'm. Uh, we we're joking around a little bit about what's going on. Um, yeah, he was talking. He was talking about his penis. Um, yeah. So he's, but he's a good boy. He's he's been behaving all right. Well, you tell him that the only person who can talk about his penis is his doctor. Uh, okay. Um, well, thank you so much. Uh, Omar's uh, doctor is actually patching in on the other line. Bye, uh, Gloria. Thanks for calling okay, into bye. the show. Uh, the Mr. M- Mr. Rickless. Mr. Rickless? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Is this uh, Doc- Dr. Rickless? Dr. Rickless. Sorry, yeah. Dr. Rickless. Uh, did you call to talk about Omar's penis? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's not good. I, that, that's, I don't think that's a medical <laughs> review. I don't think you can medically say Have just Have you been to medical school? No, I mean, I... Well, so then, I mean... Okay, so I'm just saying it sounds a little bit inappropriate that you're saying that my friend doesn't have a good situation down there. Mikey, do you have anything to say about that? Um, Yeah, that's not a very confident answer that you just gave as a doctor. (laughs) I mean, I think it was pretty pretty confident. I said it's not good. Okay, well, as a friend of Omar, you know, what, what scientific advice you have for us to you know encourage him and so much you know keep him positive that his uh his thing is not working well you know you can just uh tell him that uh that he doesn't have a pussy that he doesn't have a pussy first and foremost okay I that can... definitely a doctor would not look at your penis and say well this isn't a pussy I, have you have you ever <laughs> been to a doctor uh, yes i've been to a doctor many times and, and never, never told... no never have i dethroned my robe that they give me and they say well that's not a pussy well like, maybe you have a pussy I, you would hope that doctors would have more of a sense of humor in these situations, but no, there is no irony. <laughs> well, listen, you guys leave the doctoring to me. Uh, is, I will treat my patients as I... Is that a legit term, doctoring? Yeah, you can doctor a document. Okay, uh, I mean, that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, look, just tell him he uh, tell him he doesn't have a pussy. Uh, okay. Tell him he has a dick. Okay. And that... Um, he has a... Is it healthy uh, down there? What are we talking? Uh, well, you know, the blood flow could uh, could do better. Oh he can increase some circulation. How do, um, how do, but how do you, you know, as your professional, uh, I love your input. How do you get more circulation to your penis? Yoga. 
Is that a real thing? Wow. That's a yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Why okay. do you think? Uh, why do you think women do it so much? They need to get circulation to their. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to. <laughs> they're trying to get a bulbous <laughs> vagina. <laughs> get, vagina. Uh, yeah, bulbous. <laughs> yep. You know. Fat lips. You know how, what I like in a woman a, <laughs> a bulbous <laughs> vagina, uh, almost like you know when you. Uh, Unbutton those jeans. The button <laughs> pew, <laughs> shoots off the pants, and uh, just labia falls out of the flap. That's uh, that's kind of what is. That's a healthy. That's a healthy woman right there. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, uh, Doctor Rickless, um, thank you so much for calling in and giving us your medical input because I think Mikey and I were pretty curious about how Omar's penis was doing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome, Jeremiah. All right, thanks. Mikey, uh, I don't know what portal we just opened, but a lot of people just started calling into the show, man. Yeah, that's cool, man. I love that, you know, people are listening live and, you know, they're tuning in and, you know, want to be part of the content because this is, you know, we need people to be part of content. You hear that, people? We need you. (laughs) Uh, We're going to toss to commercial break right now. Listen up, because I'm going to tell you about Monday.com. Are you a tool that needs your team managed? Nope, it's a team management tool. Guess what? Aunt Flo's visiting Aunt Workflow, and she needs your help. Monday.com organizes and tracks all your stuff in one place. It takes no time to set up. It is easily customizable. I I can't find that file. Where'd you put the file? With Monday.com, you'll never be saying those words. You can work on this from two freelancers all the way to working with thousands collaborating across the country. So check out monday.com to tool your managers. To manage your tools. Monday.com is so effective that it's going to put an end to your boring meetings. You don't like boring meetings, do you? Guess what? Me neither. That's why I signed up at monday.com slash wonder. Get your 14-day trial free period there. Monday.com slash wonder. One more time. That's monday.com slash wonder. Go there. Monday.com is increíble. Now go back to enjoying this roadcast episode of Jeremiah Wonders with Mikey McKernan and Omar Nava. And now we're going to get into this next segment called Fanning Out. Fanning Out. Questions from fans. All right. I reached out to people on the interwebs and asked them if they could ask Mikey McKernan and Omar Nava any questions. What would they be? And here we go. Um... This is, I like this question. This is a strange question. At Franzy Man on Instagram, what haunts Mikey McKiernan's nightmares? Ooh. Snakes. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I'm definitely afraid of snakes. If I, I, one of my biggest nightmares is if I wake up and I'm in a desert and there's just snakes everywhere. You have a recurring dream with, with snakes? Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, I don't like reptiles. I don't like snakes. They're creepy. Now, what about turtles? No, turtles are great. They're chill. You know, you can run from a turtle. <laughs> Heck so yeah, you can. anything fast. <laughs> <laughs> turtles are chill, dude. You can run from a turtle, dude. Like, if I lived in a different, like, <laughs> I live, if I lived in Jurassic Park, dude, and a turtle was crossing by, I'd be like, hey, dude, you're freaking chill, okay? So don't <laughs> freaking worry about you. But if a velociraptor starts looking at me and acting like I'm like a little treat or a snack, guess what? I'm bouncing, dude. <laughs> Uh, I love turtles. That's why I asked that question. Because wow, I wonder if you're snakes. pro turtles. Snakes is interesting. I bet we could look that up. You know what, Omar? Yeah. I'm going to ask you to do some research right now. Pull up on your phone. Type in. Because I do this sometimes. Whenever I have weird dreams, I, I say, what does it mean 
that I dream this. And the dream interpretations are usually sometimes pretty good. I uh, dreamed recently uh, that I was, I kept sleeping in my dream. I kept going to sleep in my dream, which was a really weird cycle of dream because I didn't know when I was awake and stuff. Uh, and that they said was from me being too tired and that me craving more sleep was the reason why I was dreaming about sleep. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. So sometimes, so look that up. I'm going to ask, uh, I think there's another one for Mikey right now. Oh, um, well, this is just funny at Victa on Instagram how much puss does that sweet stash get you Mikey <laughs> too much not enough it's so funny right now it's uh, it's kind of a dry spell so yeah I'm driving around two dudes right now it's, it's, a, it's a really bad dry spell I, I haven't gone roadhead once <laughs> yeah, in this car for two hours yeah dude I don't know what's going on here um, oh uh I have the meaning if you... Okay, uh, great. What, what, what did we come to the uh, realization? According to the uh, reputable Quora website, Q-U-O-R-A, another one of our sponsors, um, generally a snake featured in a dream means that you're dealing with a difficult situation or unsettling emotions in your waking life. On the positive side of this dream analysis, dreaming of snakes could also mean that healing and transformation are taking place. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty deep. Yeah, what do you think about that, dude? Do you think you're uh, going through a difficult situation or unsettling emotions, or you're going through some healing? Uh, wow, I think I can go through both of them, to be honest, if I think deeply about it, but... Wow. Yeah, no, That's there's... why there's so many snakes. Yeah, One there's a each. lot. I mean, uh, yeah, no, I try to not, you know, think about my ex-girlfriend and think about a girl I have a crush on. That's that's unsettling, maybe. And then uh, probably going to have to move out here pretty soon. So definitely. But healing-wise, uh, nah, I, I, I can't really think of anything, really. Uh, this next question I'm pretty excited to ask because this is one of the weirdest questions I've ever gotten on the show. Uh, hey, Mikey, if your girlfriend and mom <laughs> swap bodies like in Freaky Friday and the only way to turn them back to normal was by making sweet love to one of them, which one would he nail? Ugh. Mom on GF's body <laughs> or vice versa? <laughs> uh, at Alan Garmars on Instagram. Thank you for that amazing question. Uh, wow, this one, I don't think there's a really good answer for this. <laughs> I <laughs> this think one any is, answer's a good answer. This one's walking straight to a casket, in my opinion. I'd probably say the girlfriend's body on the mom. Just go Freud with it. So you would be your girlfriend's mind inside your mom's body no, no, the, no the other the, way the, the mom's, mom's mind, mind and girlfriend's, girlfriend's body. body mom's okay mom's mind and girlfriend body so whew. yeah what would you i imagine you probably want to like do it doggy style so you don't have to make eye contact oh my goodness this is so in depth but uh <laughs> Sorry, we great gotta point talk about all no, the, no. you know all the scenarios um, Dude, honestly, just like don't sleep with them and then break up with your girl and then just your mom's got a new bod, you know? Your dude, mom's young again. Dude, a freaking banging bod, dude. Uh, this one, uh, Omar and Mikey, uh, you can answer this. Um, at Jack, our IGAN comedian, 
Jack Hour Eigen comedian, sorry, uh, on Instagram. What's your favorite episode of Black Mirror, and who are your top three comedians of all time? Omar, you can you can start with this. Oh, Do you watch Black Mirror? Yeah, yeah. I've, well, I'm not like all caught up, but I've seen I've seen enough episodes that I can uh, list one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Or or a top comedy influence. He said. No, no, no. I'll do the Black Mirror. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, God, there's so many. There's so many good ones. Um, I feel like the best one was. Uh, sorry, you can edit this out, right? <laughs> edit out my long pauses. No. Nope. Okay. The best one I think was uh, was the one where the guy. They, they like can rewind they can like pause and like record yeah. through their eyes and then just like rewind and replay things and then they're just like obsessed with like making like just like reliving or not even reliving but just like making like checking up on like that they did the right thing or like yeah I guess also reliving like past experiences and stuff that one was like I don't know it was like so trippy and like interesting cause like I feel like people already do that now like they'll like post something i mean i do this too they'll post something on instagram and then like check it be nervous that yeah yeah just be like oh yeah i gotta see this and oh i want to see who's seen this and i don't know it's for some reason like that episode always like stands out in my head Mm. and uh any comedy uh influences who are some of your guys omar um i would say my comedy (sighs) I don't know. It's hard to say comedy influences. I'll just give you my just, favorite comedians. Yeah, favorite comedians. Um, Nate Bargatze, Neil Brennan, and uh, Bill Burr. Oh, nice. <laughs> Bunch of open micers. They're, uh, you know, they're making some noise. Mikey, who are uh, who are your guys or gals, of course? Jim Carrey, Bill Hicks, and Bombo. Heck yeah. I can see that. All those <laughs> influences in the act. Uh, you've watched Black Mirror at all? I don't. Mikey? Actually, uh, it's a, it's a, favorite episode the trailer. The trailer is Mikey's Ooh, favorite episode. That's Perfect. A good one. Uh, a lot of people um, are wondering uh, this uh, question comes from Reddit at Hannah, Hannah Bill Burress uh, <laughs> on uh, Reddit. Uh, what is the origin of Boo Ha Ha? How did that come to be, Mikey? Uh, that was me just telling bad jokes to my friends instead of going hey yo i created my own catchphrase it just just a weird noise that i would do like a obnoxious laugh <laughs> can you do it boo ha ha the delayed last one was, uh yeah man you turned those boos into you doing karaoke at comedy shows into ha-has by telling them jokes later on and that's the origin of boo ha-ha um oh this is a good one mikey if you could have one comedian dead or alive sit in your section at bubba gumps who would it be and why and this is drowning lifeguards on reddit man this is a really good question there's so many but it uh, of course it would be bill hicks and then just what kind of conversation do you think you get in to, to him with uh, when he'd sit down uh, with you waiting on him? I would ask him if he thinks Bob Dylan is funny. And I would ask him what he was, you know, he was doing the time of early Jim Carrey and, you know, talk about that, those kind of times. Um, dang, I used to have a question that I always want to ask him and I can't think of it right now. 
Has anybody ever talked about on the roadcast how badly they got to pee? You got to pee real bad? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So we're yeah, four, four minutes. minutes we're four away. minutes from the venue. Uh, this might be the uh, first roadcast where we finish up in a parked car because <laughs> we're not quite done yet. Um, we're getting there though. We're getting close to uh, to this. We actually started making better time uh, once we uh, once we get there. Um, some people are uh, asking, and this comes from Instagram. I'll shout out the uh, the uh, handle. Here, here in a little bit as we all hold for turn. I actually forgot the question with me focusing so much on this thing sliding around. Here we go. Um, people were asking, oh, the uh, the negative promotion that you do, Mikey McKiernan is not funny. Uh, how did that come about? to be and how like like how did you get into like the stick the sticker game because you give out a lot of free stickers um mikey it actually started with i found at the end of a rolling stone magazine i found this website called stickerjunkie.com shout out to them for 2006 that's what how long is that 12 years of 13 years 13 years thank you 13 years of service um Truly, I was like, what message would I put on a sticker and put out in the world? And that was, I'm not funny. <laughs> and then uh, when I told my parents that I wasn't, that I wanted to do stand up, they said I wasn't funny. So I was like, this is working out perfectly. <laughs> wow. So there's some, there's some rawness and some realness associated with the t-shirts and, and the stickers. I, I, uh, I sport my, I try to sport my, my Mikey McKiernan is not funny shirt. And then it's funny. Some people don't get it and they're like, Hey man, why are you, why are you doing that to Mikey? I'm like, <laughs> no, this is his merch. This is, this is like what, what he like sells to people on the road. And they're like, Oh, okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, cool. There's uh, there's an ongoing joke with your, uh, your Jeremiah with Jamar neighbors. He always comes up to me and goes, Hey, nobody's messing with you. Right? I'm like, no, Jamar, but if I need you, man, trust me, I'll come and get you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's awesome. Uh, I think we got uh, one more question, maybe, and then we'll uh, move on to um, the uh, final segment, which is uh, we're going to do sax talk in a parked car at this uh, outside this venue because uh, I would love to hear uh, some stories of some whoop, sexual encounters Ooh. with you guys. Here we go. Um, last question coming up. Um, how about this one? This goes for both of you. Uh, at Swift One Sloth, what is something recommended to you that you were surprised you enjoy? Hmm. This is from at Swift One Sloth on Reddit. Something recommended. Is that sexually talking about? It could be sexually. And also, people are wondering if the carpet matches the drapes, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> sure does. You're getting hair. That's what you signed up for. Dude, two points for Hannibal Burris, who got two questions in. Wow. <clears throat> uh, I would say, well, since you brought up the sax talk, right? Is that what you said? Um, uh, yeah, we'll do that in a second, yeah. Uh, okay. Like, somebody recommended me that was... Because uh, I was thinking of the sex, I would say sucking on toes. 
Wow. Yeah, that became, I was like, that's that's frightening. And then I learned that's not frightening. That's actually kind of fun. Interesting. Who recommended <laughs> dude, that to you? I, I don't know why, but you do look like a dude who sucks toes, <laughs> dude. Like, I don't know what it is about you, your general vibe, but like, you look like the dude who now is like, is recommending it to other people. They're like, dude, toe sucking is really not that bad. So <laughs> don't shame me for this. All right. Uh, Omar, have you been recommended anything that you were uh, s- surprised? Uh, there's honestly the 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 ones that usually get me are uh, certain movies on Netflix, and I'm like, this is gonna suck. Uh-huh. And then I watch it with my wife, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's enjoyable. I, I I don't I don't mind that too much. What was the last one? Uh, Always be my maybe. I was shocked how good that movie is, and it has the best cameo by Keanu Reeves that I've ever seen in a movie, like, period. It's the best use of a cameo of a star that I've ever seen. Uh, Yeah, that was pretty good. We watched it, too, basically because everyone else was like, oh, you got to watch it, you got to watch it. Yeah. Um, I feel like, though, if I I knew Keanu was going to come out, and I feel like if I hadn't known, I would have enjoyed it more. I had still... no idea, dude. And I was smacked upside the head. I didn't watch any trailers. I didn't see anything. Yeah. Uh, did they advertise him in the trailers? No, but I, by then I'd already heard people You'd heard talking about him. The, the yeah. hubbub about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we're gonna end. We're gonna end this show in a parking garage. <laughs> this is so funny. That's great. Uh, I guess. Um, this is so going back funny. to what my doctor said. Uh, yoga was actually <laughs> <laughs> yoga. Yeah, I, I didn't. I don't know why. I just so maybe funny. I was just like being a macho guy, and I was like, "Well, yoga's for chicks." Yeah, and then I tried. It, I was like, "Oh wow, this is oh, yeah. really oh this cool. is this is life changing. Yeah. This is this fantastic. Is so good for me." <laughs> um, but yeah, I still I don't do it as often as I as I should or would like to, but. Um, but man, whenever I do get like get into a nice consistent rhythm of like doing yoga throughout the week or the month, mm-hmm. it's like it's just so good. Yeah. Uh, let's get into this final segment, sax talk. Oh, sax talk. Whenever you're ready, I'll follow you. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I went to a bar in my home city, my hometown of El Paso, and um, this for whatever reason I was just for whatever reason for any every reason I'm a guy and every guy does this I think was just trying to get laid that night. Um, so I end up like hitting on this one like. I guess you would call her a cougar. <laughs> and I wasn't expecting it. It was one of those things where I was just like, I was already kind of drunk and I was like, you know what, whatever. I'll just, I'll just shoot my shot. And so, uh, and so I started hitting on her and she was immediately down and, uh, we just keep drinking so now we're uh, we're nice and toasty, and then she's like, "All right, let's go back to my place." And so uh, and so we go, and um, <laughs> the the funny part is, well, the whole night was pretty funny, but when we're leaving, she's like so drunk, and yet she's like gonna drive, and I was like, "Are you sure? Like maybe like I'm I'm like." 
I maybe I should drive. And she's like, no, no, I got this. And then she immediately backed into a truck. <laughs> she like literally hit and ran and then takes off. And I, in my head, I'm just like, oh my God, I'm going to die in the car of this cougar tonight. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't. Ex- I didn't know if uh, you were gonna jump in or not. Um, so we go back to her place and uh, we start making love. Um, and honestly, I was amazed that this woman had such stamina. Like, <laughs> like it was. Like, I was like a young buck, a young stud, and, you know, guys, I feel like young guys can go all night. I don't know, maybe, maybe older women can go all night, too. Shows how much I know about the other sex. <laughs> um, so anyway, so we're, like, going, and then, like, on our, like, third or fourth um, go, uh, like, her roommate walks in, and she's, like, sad because her boyfriend, like, didn't come in. <laughs> and like her boyfriend like stopped by but then he left and so I'm like <laughs> plowing this woman next to her friend and like she's trying to console her friend <laughs> and I didn't know if I should stop or not but I just kept going <laughs> and then the woman is like trying to like get her friend to join and in my head I was like oh my god is this gonna happen am I <laughs> I went from thinking I was gonna die that night to thinking I was gonna go to heaven <clears throat> but her friend did not join she uh, left and then passed out in her room and then um, after we were done I, for some reason, felt a lot of shame, and, <laughs> and so I just like snuck out of her house and like walked all the way home, like three miles, <laughs> back to my parents' house. The end. Bravo! That was good. Oh man, I now the ball regret has telling the story. Now I get to tell my sexcapades. Mine all started working at a restaurant. Some of you probably heard of. It all started with the older black bartender. I don't know if anybody knows what, what my favorite color is, but it's black girl. I'm a little shy guy, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not one to really throw my feelings out there, let a girl know what the vibe is, but I'm a flirty guy. So, so we're hanging out after, you know, one night of slanging shrimp. And, you know, we're, we're smoking, drinking, having a good laughs, you know, I've been throwing the flirt on and uh, usually, when I know it's the right time to try to kiss a girl is when I'll look her into her eyes. And, <laughs> and if she makes eye contact with me and looks down on my lips, then I know it might be consensual.
Because, boy, guys these days, we're getting really scared to make a move on a girl. As I was that night, I was scared to make a move, and so she made the move and decided to finally kiss me in someone else's kitchen. And as we were making out, it was one of the most awesome times. And I remember thinking that we should probably get out of here and go back to her place. And we did. Now, when I finally have the chance to know that we're going to get down, I like to slowly and uh, take layers of clothes off one by one. And as we finally get down to our naked selves and and we get into bed and we finally start making sweet, sweet love. I realize this girl gets very wet. Probably the wettest I've ever been with. Now, I'm not entirely sure if this is why, because, but it was pretty awesome. And it gave me a lot of confidence. <laughs> and it, I don't know if that attains to why my favorite color is black woman, but it's a story and situation I'll never forget. Can I just say... Uh, one of my new favorite phrases is my favorite, favorite color, color is black, black woman. woman. <laughs> <laughs> what, Mikey? <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I love it. I, I, it, it barely makes sense. It makes just enough sense to be like, uh, okay, yeah, I guess I could <laughs> fly as a color. Yeah. Uh, wow, guys, uh, we're, we're parked in Santa Ana now. We're, we've been in the parking garage for the last five minutes, uh, cause we ended up beating traffic and it started moving a little bit faster. Omar Nava, uh, Mikey McKinnon, thank you so much for being on the Jeremiah Wonders Roadcast. Uh, quickly uh, plug, guys, anything that you have upcoming or just uh, your social media. Uh, thanks for having me. My social media is at OmarXNava on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Um, I also have a Facebook comedy page, Omar Nava Comedy. And for those living in L.A., this fall, I'm going to start producing a show in Highland Park. Um, so check out my social for details. I have not yet ironed them out, but uh, will be coming soon. Awesome. And Mikey, where can people find you, brother? You can find me at MikeyMcKernan.com. Also at MikeyMcKernan.com. Yeah, and at MikeyMcKernan. Uh, I'm going to be at the Ontario Improv October 2nd, and hopefully uh, on Omar's new show in Highland Park, because <laughs> I will submit my tape to that flyer, like I said earlier. Hell yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Jeremiah. Yeah, guys, thank you for doing uh, this roadcast. Mikey's going to go pee and uh, uh, listen to, uh, we ran out of time to do the kindness challenge on this episode, but I will do it in the intro, the audio intro on this podcast if you listen to this on SoundCloud or iTunes. And then uh, check out the uh, the new Jeremiah Wonders merch at jeremiahwatkins.com. And there's Kill Tony stuff like the Kill Tony band calendar, Reagan Watkins on vinyl, a bunch of good stuff. Uh, follow me on social media at Jeremiah Standup. If you're not already subscribed on YouTube, do it. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast we love you good night